Hi, welcome to the Us and Kids podcast. I am your host, Jan Talon. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, a wife, a mom, and a grandma. This Us and Kids podcast is about how to be married forever while you parent together, even if one of you likes to nap and the other one does not. Because you know, even the little things cannot be such an easy thing. And so... I encourage you, subscribe to Us and Kids in your favorite podcasting app. That way, every week or every other week, you'll get a little boost that will keep you both on track, give you some good things to talk about, and help you both with your parenting and with your marriage at the same time. That way, your marriage and your home life can be fulfilling and so very, very good. Today, we're going to talk about napping. Now, you can have all sorts of different emotional reactions around this, like, oh, I'd love to nap, or they always nap way too long, or that kiddo of mine does not know how to take a nap. You can go all over the place with napping. So today, we're just going to talk a little bit, mostly from a general place, because napping is good for kiddos. It's often also good for adults. It helps us relax. It often reduces some fatigue. I am a rather unusual, I think, in some ways because I can take a three-minute nap. I can take a seven-minute nap. I can take a 15-minute nap. I rarely feel like I have the time, but I also can take a two-hour nap. Napping provides a little bit of space for relaxation. It gives us permission to check out, which gives our body and our brain and our hormones room to reset. As it does, it reduces the fatigue, not just the physical fatigue, but also that mental fatigue of I can't make another decision. And I'm not sure what decisions I just made, but I'm not sure they were great. And a little bit of a nap even where sometimes I just do a three-minute nap, means that I probably have gone into the bathroom or into a personal space, and I have just put my head down in my hands for a few minutes and closed my eyes, rolled my eyeballs around a little bit, took some low, slow, deep breaths just to unwind and let the hormones, the stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline settle out so that I can think again. When that happens, and of course, I'm a little bit more alert. Another one of those benefits of taking a nap. And when I'm more alert and I'm less fatigued, I'm a little more relaxed, you know what? My mood is better. And usually if my mood is better, then I feel like I'm a little more efficient. I'm just remembering what to do and I'm able to carry it through without going, why did I walk in that room again? What was I going to do? Ah, shoot, where are my keys? When we're rested and we get rid of some of that cortisol and adrenaline, it allows the dopamine, the norepinephrine, the serotonin, the melatonin to work together in order to keep that electrical circuitry running clearly and smoothly. This is true for adults. It's also true for kiddos. You and I know that perhaps for you, but also for your kiddos, there can often be sort of what we would call a witching hour or a witching moment. Don't go past 1120 
or that two and a half, three hour afternoon of that young toddler won't happen. And that we learn that there are just little windows of time for our kiddos where that circadian rhythm is in just the right place to tuck them in bed. And if we're wise and we have control over the schedule in some way or another, we work to make sure that we take advantage of that sleeping space so that your kiddo, along with you perhaps, can relax and be rejuvenated. Are there drawbacks to napping? Well, some people would say so. I'm not getting anything done when I'm napping, so I'm better off just pushing through the fatigue. Uh, uh, Sometimes it's true. And for some people, they say, no, I can't nap during the day. I won't sleep at night. If you know that, then hang on to what you know. Because the napping is an optional behavior. Sleeping at night, we often would say, would be an important behavior for mental health, for mood stability, and for relationship growth. Because napping can have some negative spaces. You know this with some of your kids, I think. Some kids, you'll say, oh no, they wake up slow. I need at least 20 minutes for that kiddo to just sit on my lap and do almost nothing. I have a little grandson who I see on Mondays, and I go upstairs, and if he has fallen asleep, he's about three and a half, so sort of moving out of the sleep space. If he has fallen asleep, I'm wisest if I open the door, say, hey, we're going to go get the kids from school pretty quick. And then I walk away because he is going to pull his blankie over his head and curl back up. He needs a few minutes. But now I can go in the next room where the little baby is sleeping and I can slowly turn on the light and we have to pack up her things at this point. So he slowly pulls the things up and wake her up slowly from her nap because she's quite happily as well snuggled in. Now, mom for the little baby is all good with the napping. Mom with the little three and a half year old says, don't let him sleep too long because he's not going to go to sleep at night. And this is true for kiddos. It's also true for us adults that sometimes how long we nap and when we nap can impact our nighttime sleep. And in that sense, it is sometimes just be wise in what your choices are and in how you manage the daytime to the best you can for when your kiddo should be sleeping or be waking up. I don't feel real bad that I'm waking up my three and a half year old grandson because I know he really wants to sleep at night. And he just got relaxed enough during quiet time to just fall asleep with his blankie. In 10 minutes or so, he's pretty much waking up and ready to go get his cousin from daycare. He's, he's eager to do that, and so he'll wake up when I say, come on, we got to go to school, let's go get the kids. Well, you can say, well, how do I know then when to nap or when to not nap? And some of that is for you and for your kiddos to know their bodies, to know your body. Sometimes we can feel a cold coming on, or we can feel that the day has been emotionally very heavy, and often that can create this new fatigue and can make us sleepy. It's part of our brain and our body saying, there's so much coming in at me, I can't figure it all out and I need to reset. And in that resetting, often a nap is not a bad idea. 
it's not a bad idea to consider a nap when you're overwhelmed because it gets you out of the way and lets your body naturally do the reset that it needs. I usually take a nap as a part of my daily routine. Now, it might be a five-minute nap, but what I know is that it clears my brain and boosts me into the next section of the day. It may not work for you, but I know that it works for me. Some people will say, I don't take a nap, but I can still feel I need that boost, so I get outside and I go for a fast walk. And I'm like, I'm good with that. Do that. Okay. Whatever you think you need in terms of being able to boost up your energy and help us so that your brain and your emotions can work well together to make it to the end of the day is a good idea. Some people will say, I need a protein piece somewhere mid-morning and mid-afternoon. I'm sort of hoping that you aren't going to, I need alcohol, I need cigarettes, or I need pot. Those are not your healthiest choices. I realize they can be your now and then choices, But really, let's look at this in a way that shows our kids and helps our kids make the ability to reset a part of the day and an accepted space to be in. So now you're definitely wondering, right? What's the best way to take a nap? I've never been a nap taker. Oh, what's the best way to do this? Maybe I want to try. Hmm, here you go, a few little tips. This is more for adults than for kiddos because kiddos are busy growing and resetting their brains um, and absorbing way more things than we are. So this is more for adults. Keep your nap short. The longer you nap, the more likely you've missed the circadian rhythm closing part of your sleep cycles and you're gonna feel groggy. 10 to 20 minutes is often a really smart time frame. It's possible that kiddos want to sleep longer, of course, and it's possible that our teenagers would like longer naps. They also are doing a lot of growing and a lot of brain rework, and that happens when they sleep. When should you nap? We would say probably, for most of us in the Americas, before 3 p.m. Before, not after. Because if you, the circadian patterns here are such that you don't want them to interfere with your nighttime sleep. So it does sort of depend on when you want to go to sleep at night um, and perhaps a little bit how old you are. But in general, try out your napping before 3 p.m. and not afterwards so that you can see that your evening sleep still comes easily and is um, very restorative and restful. Other things about a nap? Usually, quiet and dark is fairly smart. That doesn't always work, but sometimes earplugs, sometimes a face mask to cover your eyes, For me, I often told my kids, I am taking a seven-minute nap, and this is in the days of wind-up timers, so it could go click, click, click. They could see where it was approaching zero, and they knew. Don't wake up mom unless there is blood that requires more than a Band-Aid, and don't wake up mom unless there is a fire that you can't put out with a cup of water. Just saying. We never had to use a Band-Aid while I was taking my short naps, and we never had a fire. 
But the instructions were, don't wake me up. I was going to be asleep for seven minutes. And usually I had set them up. I didn't do this when the toddlers were running around. I did this when the toddlers were sleeping. But my seven-year-olds, my 10-year-olds, my 12-year-olds, they could manage mom sleeping for seven minutes. And it made me a better mom, which helped my kids be better kids. Because remember, our kids are going to follow us. And if we are crabby and sort of just off kilter because we are too tired and so we in some sense misbehave we're too loud we're too short um, we're too rude with our kids they then learn that when they're tired they can behave the same and by taking a few minutes to rest your own body and mind you demonstrate to your kiddos as well that taking good care of themselves is an important thing to do, and it's important for the relationships around you. I'm sure by now you're thinking about what lullabies you can find and what kind of soft music you'd like to play, and that maybe it's rest time. Encourage your kiddos and the spouse in the house with you to take good care of yourself. Our brains work best when they're awake work to help each other with good food, with good sleep habits and patterns, and with calmness within your house. I'm cheering for you. I want to encourage you to take a look at the Us and Kids website because our Us and Kids communication program is up and ready for your perusal, but also for your purchase. It will be the most effective and efficient way to grow both your marriage and your parenting skills at the same time. Worth your look, worth the effort. If you have questions about it, of course, you can email me at jan at usandkids.com and I'll be the one to reply to your email and help you understand and see if that program is a good fit for you. Once again, always pleased that you stop by for a few minutes to pick up this podcast and incorporate part of it into your life. I'm cheering for you and hoping that your November is off to an awesome start. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.